Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Monday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is December 4th. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, it <laughs> is uh, Victory Monday. The Bears were on a bye. And, right. uh, I was wondering. wondering and, you know, that. there's just great the days for gods. golf uh, with the uh, rollback news. I have to say, after yelling about it for seven years, it's, uh, it's, it's great to know that there's finally some resolution here at the at the end of the tunnel, no matter how far out it may be, you know, it's, it's seven 2030. years away. 2030, yeah. Seven yeah. years away for everybody, five years away for for pros. But, you know, it gives us a whole weekend to yell about it. But first, I got to ask, how, how we got to do a little Browns check-in. How Why are we, we doing feeling? Browns check-in? <laughs> you got Joe Flacco. Flacco was slinging it all over the yard. I'm telling you, Stefanski is a backup quarterback whisperer. I don't know if he's a good coach, but this is the excels of getting like washed and like Jacoby Brissett, Joe Flacco over the hill, Kirk Cousins. He's like perfectly mid, like at, at making those guys seem great or acceptable. He threw for like 260 yards. He looked fine. Uh, I had a new appreciation for Flacco. My son had wanted a makeshift birthday party. He wanted a, he wanted a flag football game. So we put that together Tuesday, uh, Saturday. And a bunch of third graders, they asked me to be permanent QB. I got to say, Andy, I wasn't good. And some of these kids have mouths on them. And they're like, man, you, you're not very good. It's like, what was that? They're like shouting at me as I like overthrow them or I like throw a pick. Like the, the ball's too light. And they're all bitching at me. Like, you suck. These second, these rugrats. So that was Saturday. I was like, you know what? I got to go into Sunday with the new appreciation. I'm not going to get critical of Joe Flacco. I have no ground to stand on. And he performed fine. But our roster's in shambles. Amari Cooper now concussion. Denzel Ward. Uh, the entire conference is opened up for the Ravens. Not great. This is how December goes if you're a Browns fan. But I think we're still okay. Steelers lost. Colts snuck out a win. I think we're okay for the playoffs. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta get back on the horse. But I cannot believe it's 2023. I'm rooting for Joe freaking Flacco and Brown and Orange. So it's a unique predicament. Hey, can I, can I say something that I can't believe? Yeah, it's December third, and yeah. I'm wondering if we need two parts to this podcast to get through all of the shit. That happened in the golf world this week. We're gonna get through. What it. is? Do you think? I, I have a real question for you. Do you, I have a real question? Do you think this is the golf world conspiring against us to delay the year review to to put put their thumb on the scale? They were they couldn't believe the progress that we were having, and they said we're just gonna dump all the news. On I these think guys, so they so they can't get get done with the year in review before. The I think holidays. we can be. I think we're allowed to be self absorbed and myopic enough to think this is a world golf worldwide conspiracy to jam us to get our year in review done. This they're all coming together to jam us, 
and not get this done. <laughs> Typically, when we want the golf content gods to just feed us, fire hose everything. But now is not the time. And I feel like, God, we're going to have rollback coming this week. Oh. We're going to have framework, ROM. Who knows what's happening? What are, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? <laughs> oh, no. I, I had like already thought about how nice life was going to be when like it was December, December 20th. 20th. Yes. And I was yes. completely done with your review. I was yes. like, I had already, I'm already <laughs> have envisioned this for myself. I've envisioned We're that screwing. we might have all these year reviews of the can and that it would be just like, oh, we'll just schedule these things out and we'll just, you know, maybe, schedule them out. And I, maybe I get two weeks off. Maybe you can get a real gift, do some shopping instead of doing the printout thing. You, you'd have a couple times you're not doing year in review. But yeah, it feels like December could be eventful here. I don't know. We're, we'll get back on the horse. But first... I don't. Regu- I don't like. I don't like the what's going on. Wait, it doesn't seem like I this know. week seems like it's going to be completely over already, and it hasn't started. I know. I know. We got to get the Masters done. Um, but first, I mean, your interview ends at the Tour Championship. But honestly, this Q four has just been one eventful, you know, thing after another from Ryder Cup, which always is. But this just cavalcade of uh of content here at the end we get the rollback friday night an unintended about, announcement friday night well it, this wasn't like a usga as far as i know i mean i guess they could have leaked it to mike stakura great reporter who's done you know been on the equipment beat for i don't know it didn't I wanna... seem like a usga leak it was i didn't want really, to it, it seemed right. like it was framed a, more of an equipment way than well a, he, than that's a... that's his beat my presumption is I don't like guessing. So my presumption is it came from that arena, right? And it's, he's a great reporter on the content on the equipment beat, and so he had it Friday night. Doesn't seem like the USGA was ready to, for it or RNA was ready for it. It seemed like they knew what they wanted to do and knew they were going to announce. So that comes out Friday night that the governing bodies are intending to do a universal rollback, MLR bifurcation done. Dead in the water. I've lasted from whatever it was, mid-March to uh, early December. And they're planning to announce this week. We don't have the very specifics. It seems like it's going to be the same parameters, right? The same swing speed. Can we stop right here for a second? Yeah. There's a lot to talk about here. I want to hammer something, though. For all all the 12 handicap, 20 handicaps that are upset... Or even scratch players. I see a bunch of yo-yos just worry. It's just all self-absorbed <laughs> worry. That's what it is. Everybody that's upset that it's a universal rollback, I'll tell you who you have to thank. You've got you've got the equipment companies. You've got PGA Tour players. And those are the people you have to thank because they wanted to bifurcate the game. They wanted um, to bifurcate the game and they went nuts. Now, I think it's better. It is a better solution that is for everybody. I think this is better because, listen, there are distance problems at every single golf course in America. I I love that I've commented. I said, you know, I tried to stay out of the fray all weekend. I just I tried, but then I got sucked into a Brandle tweet. (laughs) You can't do that, man. I got. I waited till and it was the Saturday night. Saturday yeah. night. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. actually amazing. I had my, you have any I had fat my wife going, and you just no, my up wife Twitter? was gone. No. My wife was gone all weekend, so uh-huh. I was I was alone with the kiddo, and I was like, 
occupied, you know? Right, right. And it was great. And then Saturday night, you know, I get the kiddo to sleep and I just see this Brandle tweet and I had to go. But anyways, what I want to it's there's a distance problem everywhere. There's somebody at every single golf course well, in America that hits at 300 yards and their bigger distance problem is the guy that hits it three times sideways? Who's who's an eight handicap and has no clue where the ball's yeah. going half the time. There's, that's a, that promote that creates a immense safety issue for golf. A so the ball going shorter means that it doesn't go as far offline for those types of players. Like a safe player, PGA Tour players hit it so straight, right? But like there is a distance problem everywhere, so it is. It is way in the best interest of the game that this is a universal rollback. All right. But if you're really upset, you should not be upset at the USGA. You should stop wearing around a Titleist hat. Like what something that always like confuses me is why golfers wear tailor-made hats. It'd be like if you went to play baseball and you wore an Easton hat because you like their bats. Nobody would wear that. Nobody wears Rawlings hats because they're gloves, but like, Stop wearing tailor-made hats. Stop wearing titles hats. Stop wearing like these are the people that created this reality for you. Okay? It was not the USGA. The USGA has identified that there is a distance problem and they sought to address it by bifurcation. Guess who's kicked and screamed their entire way there? PGA Tour players. Um we can go through a lot of them. A lot of them are kicking and screaming again. Yeah. And equipment companies. So guess what? Stop buying. Like, I, I see it all the time. It's like, why is somebody wearing a Titleist hat? Like, what? Like, because you play a golf ball? Like, buy a hat from your local muni and support the pro shop. Support the place that is providing you affordable golf or wherever it may be. You know, but anyways, like, this whole premise of, like, the equipment companies created this reality for you. This is a... um. It's a is I don't know if this is accurate or I, I don't know if this makes sense, but it's a complex issue that's not the most it's not the most like serious thing, right? I no. mean this is the way people are screaming, you'd think they're putting like tr- secret trap doors in like a one bunker per hole and like you could get sucked into the middle of the earth. Like the way people hey, are screaming like oh, how I, this can is I gonna ask change. You a question? Yeah. If 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 I uh if I said, Hey everybody I'm going to host a hundred people at the Olympic club on, uh, on next Tuesday for completely free next, you know, six yeah. months from now, completely free. How many people do you think would want to go? A hundred, a full, like a, more than the, a, obviously it'd fill up, but yes, the thousand people for a hundred spots, whatever. The second yeah. they stepped on the grounds at Olympic club and hit a shot, they'd be effectively playing with a rolled back ball because the air is so heavy. The ball goes nowhere out there. People don't complain and say, I want to give up the game because they play golf in those types of conditions. When people play, play, when people play in the fall and it's cold and the ball doesn't go as far, nobody's like, you know what? Golf sucks now. You know, I can't like, sometimes I do like play in the fall. I'm like, oh, it'd be nice in the summer. I could hit a seven iron here, but I'm hitting a four iron instead. It's, It's a lot harder. You know, like, None of this is going to have a tangible impact on people's enjoyment in the game of golf. It is absolutely insane to think that, like, I lose 10 yards, and because of that, like, if I hit the ball 200 and I lose 10 yards, we don't even know if they're going to lose 10 yards. They might lose four, right? Like, the reality is that 
The reality is that probably these golf balls are going to take away from high swing speeds more than they are going to take away from low swing speeds. Just the same way that they gain more, they get more when you swing at a high speed than you do when you swing at a low speed, right? I mean, it is... I am... I feel like I'm taking crazy pills when I read some of the some of the replies to roll back tweets. Well, I like that, I honestly think that people have lost their minds. People, the way they're talking about how they're going to have to change all their equipment or change their game or change how like you're making the game harder than ever. Look, this is like USGA is being boogeyman here, right? They're being made like what I want to say is a complex. It is like there are moving parts. There are many like special interests. There are many impacts. There, there's like a ton of study and data that's gone into this. But what's pretty clear is the boogeyman. If you want to boogeyman somebody for universal rollback, it is as Rory tweeted this morning. Got back on Twitter. It is the OEMs. It is the p- high level PGA Tour player who kicked and screamed and bitched and moaned. Do not like you can yell at the USGA for whatever manner of stuff they want to whatever. something that pisses you off they're not the ones they proposed something that would not impact you and what is now impacting you because of the oems the equipment companies and the pga tour players who bitched and moaned and screamed and kicked and they play the same thing as us and that fallacy and on the oem front they they literally they literally six months ago were screaming if you bifurcate the game you're gonna ruin the game that's what they're screaming. Basically, and now yes. they're yes. saying they're screaming. If you roll back the game, you're going to ruin the game. And on the OEM front, and I meanwhile, think- they're also yelling at the PGA Tour that they're going to ruin the game. <laughs> There's a lot of my uh, my <laughs> like self-absorbed, like self-interested. The golf it doesn't exist about except for the way I play it and how I play it and how I succeed at it. There's a lot of that shit going on right now at the very elite level. Um, but on the OEM front. I think specific is one company who may not holler and kick and scream about this is Titleist. I think Titleist, from what we understand, or maybe some people understand, saw bifurcation as a bigger threat or as more problematic potentially for its dominant market share. I don't want a boogeyman Titleist necessarily. Like they make incredible stuff. They are like one of the best brands in golf. They make great products they have a technological advantage they have great r&d the way they've handled rollback that, i think has been pretty distasteful that's why i, that's over why the years. I wear a titleist hat <laughs> well the way their tactics around this i think have been stuff un, unfortunate over the years but you know they protect trying to protect the business it seems like they saw bifurcate they saw universal rollback as a maybe more advantageous for protecting their dominant like mark their bottom line their market share is better than bifurcation trying to make two. I don't know where all the other OEMs line up. Uh, I don't I think, think it has they're to the do ones with, who got I mean, pissed three, about bifurcation. No, they all did. The other thing is there's always been this war for ball count on tour, right? Yeah. And titles has always won this war. And ball count on tour counts way less, matters way less if they're playing a different ball than the general public. So it goes into this. But anyways, this rollback, like everybody needs to chill out. And let it just like, let's just see what happens here. Okay. I thought Padraig Harrington had probably like the best thread on this. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, he didn't do his own biases and like self-interest in the past, whether it was grooves, right? Or like yeah. belly putters. He basically walked through every single USGA rules um, regulation. And he walked through how he felt about it and, and how he understands that, like why he felt certain ways sometimes and certain ways other times. And he had this like great message. Like I thought at the end, it kind of was like, it was wonderful when he said, you know what, if this was the dumbest thing they've ever done, they could change it. Right. Right. Pretty magnanimous, (laughs) like level headed thread. Like, as we talked about last week, USGA doesn't want to like they don't want a bunch of people screaming at them, whether they're PGA tour pros, rec players, equipment companies. They don't like they're not out there to just do this to start a riot. That's, like there's a real problem I here. I don't understand. It's like how people think like, oh, they're bad people, the USGA for trying to do this. Like I you know, they're it's like they you know what the the threshold of like this is a problem we need to address what level that threshold was at understanding how mad it was going to make people yeah like they the bar they had to clear was so high right in order to do this and there's a huge it's a huge problem i mean we don't i don't think we need to legislate and go through all the reasons but like I, I love the people that are like, you just need to grow the rough. Well, like I've got news for you, or grow the grow the grass, grass uh, in the yeah. fairway, grow the, the fairway grass longer. That's the problem. The USGA did this comprehensive study. Studied it, yeah. And the study says that growing the grass longer would shorten drives two to four yards, not a an, a meaningful amount of short like what they're looking to achieve with this. So. What? Like, it's just insane. It's like, oh, like, why don't they just not use tees? Like, that's that's just not golf. I'm sorry. Like, that's <laughs> not a real example. The, oh, why the, don't they the, make the fairways the narrow? <laughs> We're just jumping through the... hoops. <laughs> why, are we, why are we trying to do all this different thing? Well, let's make the fairways narrow, the rough thick, and, and the green smaller. Like, well, we've been there, and what happens is, like, everybody shoots the same score. You want to have skill rewarded. Like you want to have players be able to achieve things. Also, and I'm gonna get I'm gonna get to the tour pros reactions here in a minute. Monstrous. Like, when they talk about making it harder than ever, like well, what are you talking about? You just want to grow the rough up for the 10 handicap and make the green smaller and the fairways. <laughs> like, what do you mean? You're like it's, golf is more popular. Why do we want to make it harder? And then in the other hand, other side of your mouth, you're saying grow the rough up and make it you know, uh, strip a landing strip of fairway. I, it's like you're, you want it all ways. Um, the one can thing, I, can I ahead. just, um, throw something out there? Yeah. I think there's like a, a, a large percentage of the, the public that will get better because of this. You the, know the why? Meat stick at the club, sending the, the ball, ball, the yeah. ball getting on the ground sooner is yeah. like, so, valuable yeah let me i i can speak from personal experience i i am someone who can talk about going back i've I played for a year and a half with a set of clubs that effectively rolled me back more than this and let me tell you one of the big takeaways was like i was in i hit way more fairways and i was in way less trouble 
Like I would never be in trouble. Like the trouble would come from like it, what was difficult was I had longer clubs into greens and I'd miss more greens. But like I was never in trouble, if that makes sense. Like I never hit the ball two fairways over. Like I didn't have like the giant misses when I missed it would like the ball would be on the ground and I'd be like, oh, like I'm 10 yards into the rough. That's okay. So I think a lot of people are actually going to get better. Right. When you take like the, the, the big miss that causes you to make an eight out of, out of play a little bit when it goes 15 yards shorter and it's, you know, a little bit less offline it might not go into that water hazard. It might not go out of bounds. It's going to be okay. You know what else is going to be okay this holiday season? Gifting for your significant other, spouse. When you're just don't you're you're hard up for a gift idea. You want to give something that will be used, consumed. You don't want to give socks. Let me tell you what buying for my wife. Like I'm not gonna like you're gonna buy clothes, right? You're not gonna buy knickknacks. Can I you want me to buy fat cork? Can I Consumed. tell you the Go worst ahead. the worst part about fat cork being a sponsor? What is that? I couldn't just buy my wife a membership, <laughs> right? To fat cork, right? She knows. Like, why did you get this some deal because they're sponsors of yours? Yeah, She'd say yeah. you're cheapskate. Yeah, she would. Yeah, she would. Right. Right. This uh, is honestly, it makes her happier than anything that I'm going to think up of like of something like i i'm gonna have to do the same thing maybe i'll have time to do it maybe i'll be printing something out because we'll be still doing recording your reviews yeah but like if i if i went to the store i could go to a million stores and i wouldn't find something that brings my wife as much joy as when those champagne boxes show up she always like runs out to the shed and is like did you know champagne was coming yeah like she's like legitimately excited so it's it's just a win. They're not going to expect it necessarily from you. Leave the expertise to Brian, who's a listener, a sicko, but he's been in the business his whole life. Uh, the membership is a consumable good. The worst gift is one that just stacks up, takes up room in your corner of your basement. You know, the kids that has 20 piece toy or the sweater that your wife's never going to wear. It's a consumable book. Gu- good. You're guessing she might like it. I, it, I think yes. she like this color. <laughs> Give them a membership to the Champagne Club. You can be a weekender, a frequent fizzer, or a merrymaker. And those are different. You know, merrymaker, you get 12. That means you're you're a big shot. You're taking taking it down quite a bit. Weekender is four bottles per shipment. Shipments come quarterly as a membership. Four times a year per season. They're ship, shipping their winter allocation now. And uh, Brian, who's a golf nut, the owner, who's been in this his whole life, goes to France, builds these relationships with the families, is giving a bunch of uh, head covers away. They're Seamus head covers. The first made out of people. cork. <laughs> it's crazy. You They're know, awesome. I'm skeptical of the whole bespoke head cover thing. They sent me one. I was like, this thing's pretty freaking sweet. It's, it's amazing. It immediately went on my bag. It's amazing. So the first 30 to people to sign up for a club tier will receive a Seamus cork material head cover. Uh, you also get every new club member will get a gift membership will receive uh, two champagne bottle stoppers. Uh, my good friend here in uh, the DC area, who's like a Prosecco, like big time Prosecco, like that's her regular, it's, you know, champagne's like special. Says these are the best wine. She's been on the hunt for a good wine stopper. Like this is a small thing. 
But a thing that makes a big difference, best wine stoppers he's ever had. She uses those. You get So you subscribe, you get two wine stoppers. You get two bottles of the year, one vintage rosé, one blanc champagne, and a portable ice bag that takes the place of a bulky ice bucket. So it's like this sleeve. You just slide on there. So he's throwing in a bunch of goodies. First 30, you get the, the head cover, then you get the stoppers, the sleeve, and two bottles uh, of the year. The best um, part about this is like... The other thing is, for your for your wife is like the cards that come at the presentation. They gave they sent in in the the membership for this this quarter. There's yeah. like a a newsletter in it with like champagne tips. Anyways, and then that you get these cards. Like you get a nerd out about the what you're drinking too. It's awesome. You can pretend like you know what you're they, talking about like, if you don't. Honestly, like aspirational customer uh, service <laughs> and like packaging. From the yep. from this from yep. core. So, so go sign up. That's uh, that's my gifting idea. Official gift guide, 2023 gift guide of the shotgun start is Fat Cork. It will be a winner with family, friends, whoever, somebody close to you. And you still get free shipping if you're not ready for go for to go for the membership. If you use the promo code golf, you just want some bottles, use the promo code golf for free shipping. All right. Thanks to them, fatcork.com. All right. So one area where I think the USGA has like fallen short or fallen flat here uh, is letting somebody else communicate the biggest news that they've put out in in 10 years. Yeah. Yep. It's their job. I mean, they have bureaucrats making it many, many people making good salaries to be on this. And it probably broke in a way maybe they didn't expect, but that was Friday night. You have Saturday, you have Sunday, you understand people are going to holler and be disingenuous about and misdirect and obfuscate what this actually means, like the amount of crazy bullshit that's been <laughs> hysterically thrown out there. Um, they've not been on it. They've not controlled the messaging. And I know it broke when they weren't expecting maybe, but you still had all weekend. You should have been prepared. Well, that I feel Rory like is you, now you, out they've there. Known, they've known that this is coming for, for months. In a way. Don't you have like just like a, a backup message? Like that's ready to go in a very small way. It's interesting that Tiger and Rory are the ones that have talked about it and sort of been like, Oh yeah, of course we have to do this. And if you want to blame people, this is who you should blame. It's sort of reminiscent of like the people who make money at the tour sending like Tiger and Rory out there a bunch to talk about when there that was going on. And it feels kind of shitty. I don't know if, if I, whatever it's interesting that Rory's out there tweeting about this tiger's out there talking about it at hero and the people who are paid to talk about it, message, communicate it, um, weren't anywhere to be found as of Sunday night here at 10 PM as we record this. I think that's been kind of a, they fall on their face with that one. Um, Instead, go ahead. You have something you want to throw in there? No. But instead, what you have are player comments. You have a lot of player furor, a lot of random tweeters, a lot of data boys who I think have like. Can I throw something out there about <laughs> the data community? Yeah. I'm not saying this is true or anything, but like, you know what becomes completely irrelevant when when a different golf ball is used? A big data set. So. Why the data community might be opposed generally to a rollback is that all the data that they use to make opinions and declarations about things would be irrelevant in 2028 for professional golf. And it would have to reset, right? And they would need 
years of collection to then come to the same data conclusions. I honestly think this is going to be utterly fascinating. And anybody that tells you they know how it's going to play out doesn't know. Like it, I don't know if long the end of the world. It's just not going to be the end of the world. But it's like you know, like who knows? Like everybody that's saying long hitters are going to be um, extremely, you know, advantaged by this. We don't know. Like I think the best point that somebody's brought up to me that I've used in in turn since is Joseph Lamania talking about like. Yeah, but like long hitters now don't even see bunkers. They just hit it over bunkers 310 yards away. If you take 15% back, they all sudden have more bunkers (laughs) in range. Like this is like this this is where people there. It's going to be course by course. It's going to be different, right? Like nobody knows what it's exactly is going to be. Conditions, altitude, all this stuff. Yeah. It's going to be fascinating and incredible. Like how I'd flip that for the data people is like, how cool is it going to be to be like discovering everything again? Like that is actually like super fun, engaging and interesting, right? I would love to go back to knowing nothing about golf course architecture and relearning it, right? Like isn't a potential outcome that there's like really not a ton new to discover that it's like, that's not the end of the world and it's pretty marginal on the yes. rec game. And it's like, it is what it is. And nobody, you know, I mean, th- these people screaming are like, say people who like fish balls out of the pond, you know, <laughs> or like, you know, hit the center of the club face one out of every five times. Like, I, I don't know. There's a lot of different talents out there and skill sets. And I just, the, the new discovery may be that there's not much, to discover it all, at least on the rec side. So let's get to uh, some of the players. We do. I need to read Rory's tweet. Might as well. You okay. Know. Was, I don't understand. Was, the, you know, for those that might not be on definitely, Twitter. definitely got the keys back to his Twitter account here on this Sunday for a minute. Uh, came out I was fire, up with a came up firing early in the morning. Early. I was up with a kid that was barfing everywhere, and I get this tweet, and I was like, "Oh, I'm not going back to bed." It's five thirty. I don't understand the anger about the golf ball rollback. It will make no difference whatsoever to the average golfer and puts golf back on a path of sustainability. I think that we haven't talked about that, but like there's only one like real self-interest in here. Like it's like, or or one, I guess, I don't know, altruistic drive here. And that is to like make the game like sustainable, make it like make golf course architects able to build courses that aren't there's the footprint you can't go back on a lot of places and like equipment companies have a bottom line pga tour pros have a like a very self-interested how am i going to hit it tomorrow kind of interest and so sustainability feels like a real um i don't know like a goal that's sort of divorced from someone's self-interest right we'll just stop right here for a second yeah anybody that says like there is no sustainable ability issue. Like I would ask you to go venture out to the American West, anything basically West of Colorado, uh, Texas included, go, go to a local golf course and ask a superintendent, uh, what's going on with their water and how their, how their water is going. And it is a, a real problem in golf. It is a problem that everybody confronts. Um, you know, there wouldn't be golf at Pasatiempo if they didn't build a $1 million plus 
wastewater management treatment facility where they get wastewater and treat it themselves and then use it on their golf course, right? If they didn't build that, they wouldn't have golf at this point because they had no water source. There are lots of golf courses like this. And in every every drop of water that you can save by not having to water a back tee is going to be a good thing in the long run for golf. And there are probably a lot of places that you go to that don't have a million dollars to do the wastewater project that you're wearing exactly. your Titleist hat at that might not exist for you to even play anymore. So like, there, let's think about, like, see the forest for the trees on this one. A, a cliche I've been using too much around here. Uh, all right, continuing on. It will also help bring back you certain... Say, sk- see, see the desert through the uh, saguaros. It will also help bring back certain skills in the pro game that have been eradicated over the past two decades. The Kokrak's uh, know, always a poster boy of that. Uh, the people who are upset about this decision shouldn't be mad at the governing bodies. They should be mad at elite pros and club ball manufacturers because they didn't want bifurcation. The governing bodies presented us with that option earlier this year. Elite pros and ball manufacturers think bifurcation would negatively affect their bottom lines, when in reality, the game is already bifurcated. You think we play the same stuff you do? I love that. <laughs> they put pressure on the governing bodies to roll back to, to roll it back to a lesser degree for everyone. So he's calling a, a per player under contract with an OEM is point blank calling out the OEMs as a cause how, for this. How many players do you think could do have the stature that they're able to do this with an OEM contract? Not many. Like, is it two? Is it I, him and... And Tiger, are those the only two that could do that? There's a cut, yeah. Maybe Rom. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, they put pressure on the government to roll it back to a lesser degree for everyone. Bifurcation was a logical answer for everyone, but yet again in this game, money talks. Um, like that is that is some heat. That is some real heat. He is straight up calling out the blame. Do not get mad. The bifurcation was the answer. But in the intervening last six months, OEMs and whiny pros, high-level pros have killed it. So if that's what you want to be mad about, it's coming to you, the eight handicap or the four handicap, that's what you can be mad at. Um, elsewhere, speaking for it, was Tiger at Tiro. I, I, I think he made a great point about it not mattering that much in, for everybody right. anyway. Right. Like it. I know everybody's going to be like, "Well, you're gonna you're gonna kill somebody that if they hit at 200 and they only hit a 190." Are is that's assuming they have the same distance percentage gain, which I'm guessing they won't. Like I'm guessing, like I'm just like I'm going to guess that somebody that hits at 200 yards is going to have like a one percent rollback. If I had to, and I have no, like I said, anybody who's pontificating doesn't know shit. I don't know shit. But I'm just. Are you pontificating? Maybe. If I if I Maybe. put on my tinfoil hat and make some pr- proclamations, if I put on my town crier outfit, I'm just gonna guess that Bring if that you're thought. generating like 70 mile an hour club head speed, I don't even know <laughs> what the club head speed is that would generate a 200 yard drive. But if that's your club head speed, I'm guessing that your your percentage that you're losing is not going to be the same as Rory swinging like 120 um 
also stepping up and, and suggest, you know, which we've heard for, I don't know, six, seven, eight years now. Tiger at the Hero on Saturday, we've been hammering the ball, needs to slow down. Uh, but it has kept speeding up my entire time on tour, and here we are. I've always been for bifurcation. I've always said that. Just like wood bats and metal bats in basement, baseball for different levels. Um, Tiger, I think like you'd be fair to criticize Tiger on any number of subjects on which he opines or behavior or whatever he's done or like be skeptical and maybe not criticize him. Like, I think there may be no one on the planet earth, like who could speak more like firsthand and intelligently on this subject than Tiger Woods, like Tiger Woods to use a term knows ball. Like the thing he knows is this, he knows golf. He knows ball. Like you, he don't have to take he, his word on a bunch of other stuff. And he, his career, and he saw the whole, his yes, career sits yes. over the whole thing. Yes. There's no one probably on earth to speak more cogently about this than Tiger Woods. There's quotes from 2000 of him talking about how the ball needed to slow down. And then you get like these guys on tour. Monstrous. I I just don't understand Tiger. There's like, this is a, a golf genius knows golf knows the way it's worked before, after, during the whole thing. Knows the impacts of it. Well, it's because he's washed. That's why he's saying that. That's what the response would be. Well, now, yeah. But if you put it on Twitter, it's because he's washed. It's like, well, this is what he said in 2000 when he was beating everybody by 15 shots. In, Has a deal know. with Bridgestone, who I'm, we're not sure where they stand on it. Like, it's not. Like I was going to say another another player that could say whatever they want is is Brooksy because he probably doesn't, doesn't care. Care? No, doesn't care. <laughs> And it sounds like we're going to hear the OEMs, I guess, are, are booking media appearances for this week. So they're coming. Perfect. They're Can't coming. Wait. Can't wait um, to see where they pick to go. <laughs> um, I think it will be varied. I do think they, they think this is preferable to bifurcation. All right, let's go to the other side of the coin. Ricky, there are other ways of going about this. Okay. Um, <laughs> what, he's a, what are those ways? <laughs> up the fairway grass? I did say. But he's especially like 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 the USJ hasn't considered everything. <laughs> That's the thing. The study has everything in it. Uh, but he's especially this is a golf digest article, especially opposed to a shorter ball for rec players. To take the game and knock it back when it's in the best position it's ever been in. I don't want to see it as a golf ball uh being necessarily the right move. I don't see how when we're at the best place the game has ever been. Oh, you love the game? Yeah. Hey, thanks for joining us over COVID. Now we're going to make you hit it 20 yards shorter. I'm not gonna so, have short, fun. Uh, I understand so, both sides, but looking at it as far as the game and everyone talks about growing the game, I think it's going to be a huge step back. So for every pro that has, you know, I wish I wish I had done this. I uh, Every pro, maybe this is a future exercise. Every pro that has said something about how they shouldn't be rolling back the everybody, I would love to know what their on the record comment was about the MLR. MLR ball. And if they were opposed to that, and now they're opposed to this, it's like, well, what did you want them to do? I've they were probably, these are probably the exact same people that said you can't bifurcate the game. And Ricky's a, Ricky's not a screamer. He's not a mouth breather. He's an intelligent, no. soft spoken and good guy is not we're not demonizing him 
The one argument I find amusing, and we've seen it trotted out a lot, is like, why would you do this when golf's at the best it's ever been, this COVID thing? Andy, if golf was in a shitty place, they would say the same thing. Like, that's just a complete <laughs> straw man. That doesn't exist. It's well, a that, sound of fury signifying exist. nothing. If the golf was in a bad place, it'd be like, how could you do this? Golf's <laughs> never been worse. If yeah. golf was in the medium place, they would be like, we're just kind we're of getting better. We're, we're trying to get growing. a little better. Why would you pop us now? Of course, like, this is sound of fury signifying nothing. Like, you could say it at any point. And it like, it's not a real argument. Hey, do you want to pivot right now? I feel like we're at a great spot and talk about the college football playoff because we're just yelling and we could we could do it about just that. Just keep yelling about that. Florida State. <laughs> a committee. I did love the guys in the recliners. There's just a bunch of guys in sweatsuits and tracksuits and recliners that are 85 years old. Billion dollar industry. They're just that's how it goes. Um all right, who else do we want to hit on here? Keegan Bradley. Keegan. Strixon made whatever the USGA was saying, and it was 40, 50 yards shorter with my driver. Um, I was a club or two shorter. I think that the USGA, everything that they do. If that it's they, 40 to 50 yards shorter, I can't wait. I can't <laughs> wait. I, no, I was going to say that. That sounds amazing. <laughs> um, everything that the USGA does is reactionary. They don't think of a solution. That's that's just not that's not true. This is all they're trying to do. I'm not here to defend the USGA, but this is like just demonizing bullshit. Uh, they, everything they do is reactionary. They don't think of a solution. They just think we're going to affect 100% of the population that plays golf. For the amateur world to hit the ball shorter is monstrous. <laughs> I can't think of a... I mean, we got all sorts of problems in this world. And... You know, Joe Schmo is hitting at two two forty instead of two fifty. Two forty-five, basically. He went from two forty-five to two forty. Monstrous. All the problems in this world. I can't think of anything more stupid than that. I can. I can think of plenty more things more stupid than that. Browns play calling. College Third football short- playoffs. Like, come on. College football playoffs. You gotta think harder, Keegan, if you can't think of anything more stupid than that. I don't think it's very smart at all, especially when golf's growing in popularity, literally coming out of COVID. Again, that talking point. This, I don't this know. other idea, this other thing about reactionary. Yeah. And I saw some people talking about this. It's like they screwed up then and they because they screwed up then they can't do anything about it now. Like what? Right. Like, right. you know what? Hey, um, I, I did a renovation on my house and I built a bad roof. And I screwed up. So the rest of my life, I have to live with a bad roof. I never get to fix it. I never, ever get to fix my roof because I screwed up and I have to live with it. too late. Genie's out of the bottle. This is insane. These are insane arguments. Like, oh, because because we screwed up 15 years ago, 20 years ago, and we never did anything about it means we can never do anything about it again we just have to live we have, we've made our bed and we have to sleep in it because of this uh ricky threw that one out too i missed that he said they should they were 20 years too late yes so, i knew it I was mean, attached uh, to one of these well, both like, of them keegan and ricky but yeah ricky said 20 years too late uh more on keegan i don't know what the ramifications you know what, you know what? 18 year olds if you if you make a mistake uh you ask the wrong girl out to prom 
You're going to have to live with that the rest of your life. Like you'll never get another chance. Like, um, <laughs> that's it. You're done. That's it. That's you're done. You're, you're never going to find another girl. You, you know, you, you've made your choice. You made the mistake. Then when you're 18 and you're done. Um, <laughs> like, here's is it, like you use that example for in any walk of life. It's absolutely preposterous. You know, I took the wrong, I took the wrong job when I was 22 and I just stayed there the rest of my life. Because I couldn't remedy it, you know. I made a mistake. Like this is insane. It's like, for, yeah, yeah. Guys who tinker with everything, right? And change sorry, everything. Just... I well, I mean, this one in the COVID—that's never been more. Pro- like you could say this anytime. All right, I don't know what the ramifications hey, are going to be with the ball. NFL, the NFL cannot make any rules changes this year. Because it's it's never been more popular. The BCS. That's how we're going to do college football forever. <laughs> Maybe we need it. I don't know. Um, Keegan, again, getting real myopic. Not seeing more than three feet in front of his own bag. I don't know what the ramifications are going to be with the ball, what they're going to do, what direction they're going to go. It would have to be a complete overhaul of the equipment that I use, the shafts that I use. Yeah, I mean, the amount of change that's happened just in the course of my career is insane. So a little background to that, be fair. Like, obviously, he was a belly putter, and so he's probably already a little little chafed about that. Lastly, he finishes, I think we constantly get penalized for the mistakes the USGA and RNA make. Uh, like, the elite pro? What are we talking about? I don't know what that what means. Are, You're constantly penalized? You're struggling under the yoke? Every, Everybody has to do it, too. It's not like they're just saying, like, Keegan Bradley, you have to play the role of back ball. Everybody else doesn't. I mean, PG, high-level pros are, I would say, not on thin ice, but they're they're approaching walking well, onto thin ice with all the, like, just disaffected like, people the being... Are we going to get yes, to the mule Yes, we're going to get to... We're minute 45. We're going to get there. The Mule Revolt. He said, "We, we <laughs> this might be the most absurd weekend of of professional golf statements." We got Colin Morikawa mad. Yeah. He's become Morikawa that the rules official was five minutes late to the locker room, <laughs> hollering about it. He's like, "He really bothered me. That really upset me." <laughs> Three days after, you know, he flew down there with the the mittens on his dogs. Well, you whatever. know, the problem was he probably had to sit down. He had to, <laughs> that's, that's what got him upset. Was he had to sit down that way that he has he's relearning he was just frustrated uh, about that it's like if it's, somebody if you if you hurt like you're if you if you get a bad ankle injury and you had to go you had to go to like rehab ever in your life or your knee injury and you have a bad rehab session and you walk out you're in a bad mood yeah and uh yeah. you talk to somebody colin he was just sitting down and you know I just I got to read this kicker on Keegan. I think we constantly get penalized for mistakes they make, whether it let, if they let the ball go too far, that's not our problem. It is. They're doing this to punish not only the professional golfers, but the world of golf for something that they screwed up on. I, I think they've admitted that, but now they're trying to make it right, or at least at least limit the constant race to the bottom. I really think it's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard of. Well, if that's the case, Keegan, you've had a pretty good you got a pretty good life. This is the one dumbest thing. All right. That's reaction to potential of the model role, uh, the MLR going universal and not just being a local rule, I should say. All right. Let's do an ad read for our friends at Club Champion who may have to restock 
The well, shelves come 2030, seven years from now. I don't let me know. Tell you, there's no better place to visit if you're worried about how this is going to affect your equipment setup. There's no better place to visit than Club Champion because you can get all the numbers. You can get that tour level. They say the game's bifurcated. Here's, you know, Rory admitted it. You think you're playing what I'm playing? You know, one way to get really close to what Rory's playing? Go to Club Champion. Get that tour level fitting dialed in there get that tour level fitting dialed in see your numbers get the track man tell them tell them you want to play reduced flight i don't know tell them you want to prepare for seven years from now you're getting you want to get in the lab tell them, maybe they could come up with some combo for you where you want it seven years i, I probably not tomorrow but in the next few years i'm sure they'll be on it if this comes Honestly, into effect i think we're everybody that plays golf is is into a little bit of like uh self-pain like you you know that's one of the draws of the game is that it it just will madden you and in infuriate you and i say this in all earnestness i've been i want to i kind of want to go back to to the persimmons and the old blades because i hit the the new stuff too good can I just? I was just thinking. It goes something. too straight. <laughs> it's it's like I'm I'm playing too good a golf for putting no time in. Like I put no time into it, and I'm playing too well that I just I'm thinking about going back because it's like you know what? Like it's either the year and a half with the the old stuff really really did wonders on my golf game, or the the new equipment's so freaking good. So go to Club Champion, get fit if you want to play really well. Use the promo code Fried Egg that. Uh, through today, December 4th, Monday, December 4th, use the promo code FRIEDEGG, gets you a $100 full bag fitting or $50 off any other fitting type with the club purchase. You go to clubchampion.com, use the promo code FRIEDEGG. That deal ends 12-4. You then need to, <clears throat> I'm sorry, that you, you then need to book it by 12-4. I, I'm sorry. Uh, you need to purchase and book it by 12-4. You need to do the booking by the end of uh, January one thirty one twenty four. So get on that today. That's a good promo code. Fried egg. I had a friend do that over the weekend. Uh, I think he did the fifty dollar for a fitting uh, with any club purchase, and then a hundred dollar for the full bag fitting. All right, clubchampion.com promo code fried egg. You know, I was just thinking about Keegan Bradley. He's talking about how he has to change his shafts. He's like thirty seven in twenty thirty. He's going to be forty four. He's already made twenty one million dollars. Like what he's talking about? Like he's got to do this for Kapalua or something. I was I was talking with a player about this, just texting this weekend, and and I was like, you know, I wish it was I wish it was earlier. I mean, it's like twenty twenty eight, and their response was like, yeah, I, I might be like kind of done playing by then. <laughs> right, these guys so are making. Like, I mean, what do you make this week for showing up? They make a million dollars for showing up to different things. That, the time, they're 44. They're gonna by be the done. time they're there, they're going to be in such different clubs anyways. Right. I know. I know. I, um, so there's a great story also about just equipment in general. Um, like, I, I don't know all the specifics. A, a historian. This was on a, a Friday. I think Garrett, it was on Friday uh, stories when Garrett did the one on the ball. ball. Which was amazing. It's an amazing yeah. listen this time. Like it's very relevant right now. But when they did the one of the first ball regulations, they got really excited and they're like, "Okay, we got them." But like one of the things is you give engineers something to innovate around, and they innovate, right? Like they're like 
they're going to have new parameters and they're going to innovate around the 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 pr- parameters. So the I I think it was the RNA had like finally got regulation on the ball and they were so excited and the day they implemented regulation the ball manufacturers came out with a new ball that went further than any ball before that mm. regulated, right? Like yep. this is the way it works. In in 5 years, do you know how freaking good these balls are right. going to be? Right. Like they're going to have one thing to work on for the next five years. Right. Like these, I, I'm like, kind of like, honestly, like uh, if I had uh, my bones, like they would have gone a lot further because I know that it's going to continue to advance. But like the precedent of ball regulation is like so, so important. Um, which, you know, when you think about it, it's probably why Titleist would want it to be all one thing, too, in addition yes. to that, because they're going to be able to make it amazing and quickly. They, they're good at what they do. Um, all right, let's get to results real quick. Then we'll do framework agreement, Mule Uprising, Morikawa. Um, <laughs> this is going to be a, the burliest uh, non-year review episode ever in December. Hero World Challenge, Scotty Scheffler wins it. Uh, wins, I think... An obscene amount of OW jar points, twice as many as like the South uh, uh, South African, twice as uh, open, well, and then Australia. Why open. the mules are mad? I mean, it is a it is a it is a ridiculous thing. They shouldn't get world ranking points for that, and if they do, it should be next to nothing. It's it's kind of a hidden giggle. Um, Scheffler wins. Uh, Tiger looks good. He's healthy. Sweaty. <laughs> Sweaty. He looks huge. He's massive. He looks jacked. Uh, somebody had a side by side of him in 2019. You know, they did the, the swing comparison of him in 2015, 2013. Yeah, and I, they were showing like the legs, and it's like. But I think this is the thing: is he has to generate upper. all the speed from his upper body because he yeah. can't use his legs. He got Phil like in tweets out there insinuating. Uh, I don't know. Phil's wild and on twitter liking tweets insinuating something more nefarious um uh but he looks okay he looks you know the biggest shock of the week was if he didn't hit a certain ball speed and hit one like 326 and have people go oh my god the numbers are there like this happens every time if that 280 yes if that didn't happen i would have been shocked that people are like I think someone signed off the broadcast like, well, the speed numbers were there. I was like, this is this has never been the issue. But he walked 72 holes. I think he said he was ecstatic with sort of how he felt. I know he's sore. He said that. Everything's sore. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't have a lot to add about his, his, what it means, right? I mean, people overanalyze it. I mean, like the thing that I took that away playing. was he looked fine four days walking, right? Yeah. Yep. Right. I don't think like having witnessed firsthand a lot of his walking four rounds of the last couple of years, they haven't looked fine. They've looked horrible. That's Even true. when he's like like his, him in great looking great looked way worse than anything he looked this week, which is a right. huge win. Um right. on he the beat golf, by eleven shots. I mean uh, you know that's not we don't I'm not pounding on him. I'm saying there was like it, you on, could you know, get popped out there. It wasn't like a we, nothing. We don't. We don't need to, you know, throw lava. They, they, that guy's coming back from injury. Do you know how much more? I agree. You know how much I, more what I'm getting Tiger at. Yes. coming back from injury. It's hard to come back from injury and not you shoot anyone. Said, Tiger knows beat, how to do it better than anyone. He beat the reigning U.S. Open <laughs> champ by two. He did. He did. 
Can um, I, uh, other thing that I'm extraordinarily enthused about? Yeah. Justin Thomas, second in strokes gain approach. I know it doesn't really matter. I know it's a hit and giggle. But these are 18 of the best players in the world, and he went uh-huh. down there, and he was uh, out of this world, like otherworldly in approach play, which is what he has to be to be an elite player. That is like his elite skill that was like kind of MIA last year, and that is wonderful to see, especially I was thinking about it through the lens of like, you know, if if uh, if a superstar like John Rahm leaves for live, you know, if somebody like that of that stature leaves for live, you know, the people that would be really welcome to step up for the PGA Tour and become superstars again would be Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth. Like that uh-huh. would be really great if they were able to recapture that form. So JT, maybe it's the gluten, maybe it's the the pizza back in the diet. The approach play is all fueled by pizza. Good week. Alabama gets in. Great week for JT. Um uh, so yeah, what else happened in play? Anybody else you want to talk about? I, I mean, the, hero. the septic you tank to... showing, showing. <laughs> I was, so, I was shocked that he was perspiring like at half a rate the tiger. I mean, oh, I, God. I, Come on. did you uh, see tiger on Saturday in the white? It was, what's Yeah. It was bad. I mean, um, I, people didn't want to go there, but it was Lucas Glover bad. Yeah, <laughs> no one's good. We're not. Yeah, that's too much respect for Tiger to go there. Yes. Uh, the big drama on Saturday slash Sunday was Matt Fitzpatrick apparently turning in Colin Morikawa for. Um, OK, so here's the deal. Morikawa's caddy. It's a very like Byzantine niche penalty. And Cox, Stephen Cox came on the air is like, look, this is very complicated. We've tried to communicate it a million times. You can't make notations in your greens book or your yardage book that, you know, uh, make it sort of an on-the-fly greens book. And you can write down anything, but you can't write down info gleaned from using a level or some other device on the putting green, which I I guess what happens all the time on these putting greens, they go and measure slope um, with these machine with this device, a level. And Morikawa's caddy did this, and he wrote down sort of the -the on-the-fly calculation, but with the help of this device. And then he looked at it on the fourth green on Saturday um, in play. So you can write down anything on the book, but now you can't write down something that was aided by a device. And Fitzy saw it and turned him in. I don't know if Fitzy turned him in. He asked the question, like, what's the deal there? Uh, Then Sunday morning, Morikow gets a two-stroke penalty. Um, I guess Stephen Cox was not on time. Here's the quote. To be honest, I was a little mad at Stephen. He told us to meet him at the locker room. I was waiting in there for about five minutes and he didn't show up. I thought he was going to say like 45 minutes, 20 minutes. Can you imagine? About five? Can you imagine if you aired someone out every time they were five minutes late for a Zoom call? I'd be in trouble. I'm I'm notoriously like two two minutes late for my call. No, I'm always, yeah. Maybe um, he had another th- thing he was working on that ran late. Like, this is the way the re- the rest of the world God. operates, Colin. I was waiting there for about five minutes, and he didn't show up. About five. This was midway through my warm-up. Okay, that's that's annoying. Somebody should ask Colin about the rollback right then. <laughs> right, right after that. 
if you're going to tell me some news, I think you should show up on time and give it to me. What? Morikawa. They got to get a muzzle on Show up on, on time. Show up on time. If you're going to tell me some news? I mean, was that good? Bad? Here's a $100 million. Do I need to be on time to tell you? Like, like what, what news? If the guy completely like blew blew off the meeting i get this he was five yeah. minutes late about five, five minutes yeah could have been four he said about five who knows um i wonder what's going on there with fitzy though i saw some stuff fitzy had overheard so what happened was fitzy overheard um a conversation and and fitzy asked for clarification because he wanted to do that if it was legal Okay, because he notes everything, he makes notations yeah. of everything. He's in data. Can we just simplify things by just saying like nobody can bring a scale on property? I, I maybe like, yeah, maybe that simplifies it. Yeah, or a level whatever they're using. Like, um, can't yeah. we just can we just do that? Like, wouldn't that make it easy? Is like, hey guys, you can't bring a scale a, a level on on property. And then right. it, like, to me, it's kind of silly. Like, what if the caddy jots it down on a piece of paper and then puts it in? This is like the competition issue. And I guarantee, I guarantee that more people than Colin Morikawa are doing this. Yeah. And it's my other question is legislate. like, how, how long has Colin Morikawa been, caddy been doing this? And at that point, you should probably go back through like, I mean, like this is, this is cheating. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the this one is, thing is, this is like having. This is why they outlawed the greens books. I think an interesting part of Harrington's thread was like they didn't go far enough on the anchoring on the broomstick putter, and like the USGA tries to play nice, tries to walk them in a line, and they left the like intent. Like, well, you can't pretty hard to discern intent right unless the guy is literally jamming it into his sternum he could brought like i think harrington was alluding to that and the same thing with the like how are they like adjudicating this how would they know how are they check i mean i'm sure they do some checks but yeah it, it is it is cheap it is against they, the rules literally the caddy. the caddy could just like pop it out of his pocket yeah so i mean maybe going farther not the half measures telling him you can't bring this shit on the grounds you know, these yeah. devices. So maybe that's what you do. Um, all right. Elsewhere in results, the Australian Open, Joaquin Neiman wins. Kind of guy who's been, been I mean, a great, superstar. Great final round. A guy you'd, yeah, really kind of a circus final round. Hit it over the 10 on 16. He's he's hitting over the hospitality. He's walking around the, the hospitality area. Um, and so, I wouldn't say he's been forgotten, but like a guy that has been a little bit lost in the live stuff. Lost some major exemptions. Today he gets an open championship exemption. Does not look like he's not enough to get in top 50 in OWGR by the end of the year, so he's not going to get a master's exemption, at least by that measure. Um, but a, a, but like a guy that you forgot too much about, and it's cool to see him win a, a real like national open. Blocky was 27th too, by the way. So um, Anything else to add on Australia? You know... Everybody who goes there, all the pros, all the fans, the media, like 
this is like the best experience. The fans are the best. People are nuts. This is a great tournament. The weather was perfect. The conditions were amazing. I thought I saw Julian Suri had a tweet like this. Like, I know there are reasons why we don't do this, but, but, but professional golf is failing. If we're not elevating this more, and I realize Liv is, is making this a focal point of their schedule or has tried to. But every time we go there, people just rave about it. The crowds, the conditions, the courses, everything. The travel sucks and the purses aren't great. But the larger game should commit to this. If we all agree, it's incredible every time we go there. So it just doesn't make sense why we can't emphasize this or elevate it. Uh, the, it's enough special interest to do it. Um, on the South African Open, Mean Dean, Burmeester, the Stingers, the Stingers, Torque and Stingers picking up worldwide wins here uh, this weekend. So Dean Burmeester wins over in South Africa. All right, let's get to uh, news. I guess the big news is Rom. Maybe is it news? There's just still we talked about it Friday. I don't think we have anything concrete. Um, might might happen Monday. I don't know. Yeah, it's it seems like it could happen as soon as Monday. Maybe when you're listening to this, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know that that's what's going to happen. I wouldn't be surprised if he's announced as going to live on Monday. I thought Spieth's comments were interesting. You know, I think some guys are talking to him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, pretty much kind of like uh, solidified the rumors. Um, so maybe we hear that this week would be a massive, massive blow to the tour. Get what team the... do you think he'd be on if he went? <laughs> it's a good question. His own, clearly, right? I mean, there was some talking bridge with the other fireballs. Yeah. Well. I mean, is Liv good? Like the one rumor was he asked for it to be 72 holes with cuts. Like, are they going to do that if he goes? doesn't seem like that. that's a big change. I feel like we would have heard more about that. But anyways, that's continuing this week. I'm sure we'll have to talk about that on Wednesday if it does change or come out. Um, the framework agreement. Well, the cliques the have two open spots. You know, if, if we want to do this real quick. The cliques. I think it is he the cliques. Could, could I think join, it is. He could join Kyber and Blandy on the cliques. I think it is. I think he's going to make the cliques in his own image if he wants. What about the Ironheads? Oh, he's not doing the Ironheads. Can you imagine Kevin Na and John Rahm on the same team? <laughs> John Rahm would stuff them in a porta potty by like the second event. So there's four. But there's uh, let's see, one, two, three. I could see if there's a rush of guys, I could see them just being like, oh, yeah, you know, that promotions thing that's not happening. <laughs> yeah. Oh, from the that's event, the, the Live Dubai qualifying is going on this week coming Chris up. Chris Stroud, Chris Stroud could feel we'll wrong by Stroud. two tours. Uh, <laughs> I thought this paragraph in. It's got to be the cliques. I think it is the cliques. If it if if it happens, yeah. Talk about a change for a franchise. Like you think I about mean, being a Cleeks fan, it's been tough sledding. I I've still subscribed to their newsletter, the Cleeks team <laughs> newsletter. Some somebody <laughs> signed me up for that. I get all the updates. Do you think they'll keep the name? No, I think they'll become like the Bulls or the I don't know the Sun Devils or who knows what they'll be. The Rombos? So, yeah, no, 
We said to lose the the clicks and the niblicks in in two, two years. years. I we know. Lose the- I know. They're just shitting on their heritage, their history, like the Western <laughs> Open. Um, I thought it interesting related to the tour, though. Interesting article or interesting paragraph in uh, I think it was Eamon Lynch article. Rom departure would be more impactful, mostly by dint of timing, hastening a reckoning for the competing agendas that have all but paralyzed the PGA Tours policy board. Paralyzed is a pretty strong word to suggest the current state of a. I mean, we use the word gridlocked. I think a standstill. Well, I mean, you know, these guys, this. these guys had to had to know. Before you know, it's it's impossible to get a deal done when you have to deal with two hundred people's impl- uh, um, uh, opinions on everything. We got a, we got a mule uprising now. <laughs> There's a membership uh, petition. I think NLU tweeted this first on Friday. This came or Saturday maybe. <laughs> this is insane. After um after this Chris Stroud comments, we'll get to old Chris here in a minute. Um, dear PG, when I saw this is, when I saw this on Saturday morning, I was like, "I you at this point could tell me anything is happening, and I will believe it." Um, so this apparently is anonymous, just sent around. I, I don't know, not to everyone. Some people were saying, "I didn't." I love see that this. they did it in anonymity too. Right? <laughs> what? Come on, <laughs> dear PGA Tour membership, a group of us. It doesn't say who, why, what. Are requesting a special meeting to address issues related. This is what we need. More meetings. We need more freaking meetings just to yell and paralyze each other further. Special meeting to address issues related, but not limited to the following. One, FedEx Cup points allocated to signature events versus full field events. Example, currently a fifth place, fifth place finish in a no-cut 78-player field is awarded 272% more points than a fifth place finish in a traditional event with a cut. We are requesting significant reduction before the first designated event. You mean signature. You call it a signature and then you call it that. Two, number of limited field signature events. Three, PIP program. Four, PGA Tour leadership, PGA Tour policy board, and player directors. If you want to be a part of this meeting, please sign this petition. Well, it's succinct. I give them bonus points for for brevity. Um, Got off four points there. Doesn't get heavy on specifics, though. PIP program. Leadership. FedEx, I love that they led with FedEx Cup points, Alec. Man, there's not going to be a FedEx Cup. There is no Fed. There are no points anymore. If you like, if you guys want to burn the house down, you know, chase everyone off to live. So that's the anonymous uh, petition going around. Feels like one of those change.org petitions everybody would sign. Um, Who do you think's behind it? If you had to guess. I mean, can I just say Lanto? Right. Is he is he like the uh, the the mule? Uh, like you know, like you go to uh, like season two of The Wire. You have the Teamsters in it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what's his name? Paul. Uh, what's the main character of the docs? Z- Zabaka. Frank Zabaka. Yeah, Frank Zabaka. Frank Zabaka is is Lanto. Frank Zabaka. For the, the dock workers, yeah. for the stevedores, <laughs> for the mules. <laughs> yeah, they're now stevedores, so we're gonna call them <laughs> not mules, but stevedores. Um, is Lanto Frank Sabaka? He might be the guy. James Hahn. 
No, Han, 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 would, Han would be sides. Ziggy. He'd yeah, be Ziggy. Uh, yeah. Han's getting a cut <laughs> from everywhere and may sell out of his own guys by tomorrow. Who knows? He's Ziggy, the guy that brought the whole house down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just can't step over, step on, you know, steps on his own shoelaces. Um, all right, one of those mules, Friday, I think this was Thursday night, Friday after we recorded, was Chris Stroud. Literally, like, the poster boy for just anonymous, replacement level, make it up in a lab, could be a video game, generic character. Like, I could not think of anyone from his name, Chris, to his look, to his career resume. There, This honestly could not be more on the nose. You could have a hundred Chris Strouds. <laughs> Like, it's just the, he is on the, he's more than anybody. Lanto at least has a name that's distinct. Chris Stroud is the most replacement level player. I've been frustrated with what the tour has done for years. This is a Rex Hoggard, I believe, golfchannel.com. I've been frustrated with what the tour has done for years since I was on the player advisory council. The tour doesn't care about you if you're not in the top 30. And I learned quickly that I need to take care of myself. The tour has built this bad culture. Eh, maybe <laughs> as you're as you're highlighting that may, may be the problem i love tour commissioner jay monahan but the tour has never tried to give back to the players we've never had a voice so jay never has had, had a, a free voice. hand to we're, do whatever we're, he wants we're gridlocked right now They've never given back to the players and the players have never had a voice. They've had too much of a voice. The tail has been wagging the dog. That's been the problem. <laughs> this guy has made $13 million. They've never given back, but he's made $13 million and he could walk down any street and nobody would recognize him. No one. I I can't believe this. Chris Stroud, Chris Stroud could go, go invade any scramble. And nobody would recognize like the big money scrambles that JB Holmes got caught <laughs> playing true. in. Chris Stroud yeah. could play in any of them and no one would have a clue. And he's made $13 million doing it. And look, I don't want to be like, it feels like we're being insensitive to labor or the rank and file. I think we're just insensitive to these insane quotes. Like you made $13 million playing golf. The model is broken. The model, like they, that, Chris Stroud is needed for this model to be what it is. Is it is a condemnation of the model, right? Or it's a condemnation of the model that the guy making thirteen million dollars across however many years, never really done anything, hasn't and sold nobody a ticket, knows who he is, hasn't and nobody knows who he wink. is. Yes, he's he's exceptional at golf to be a tour player, but he has not driven any value, and he's made thirteen million dollars. Here's like the comparison of like another like it's like a middle reliever for the for the Saint or let's just say the middle reliever for the Cubs. They're going to they they sign Otani and and the middle relievers pissed off and he says something. At least the middle reliever, any Cubs fan, the big Cubs fan would know when he walked down the street who that guy was. They'd be like, oh, look at that guy. Right. Look who it is. You know, nobody. I don't think I would pick Chris Stroud out. And I watch I I I have to watch golf. We watch it more than most. So I mean he comes he, he just comes across as not the 
the swiftest deer in the forest or the sharpest knife in the block. I mean, they're saying he has no voice, saying they don't care about us, and the players have no voice is not not bright. I they're believe, here because of it. Because yeah. of they've had. Uh, I believe Monahan. A lot of people at the tour genuinely care about us, but the system has never been set up to help the players. It is a completely like diluted, insane comment from someone who's just detached from the reality of the situation. Has Chris last Stroud 20 heard years. of heard of NFL running backs? Yeah, system has never been set up to help the players. Like he should sit, he should have to sit down and talk to an NFL running back. Go talk to Tariq Cohen. The tour has taken all this extra money and not spread it out properly. What? what, 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 what who needed to be cut in more? I, I, maybe it hasn't. Maybe they've spent it wrong, uh, you know, ill-advised, too much bureaucrat- bureaucracy. They didn't need a moat, this, that, or the other. I've talked to so many players about this, and the answer is always we need to be unionized. Okay. Separate issue. You don't want to be unionized. You're just uh, Maybe you do. Maybe you do. I've learned over 16 years on tour, every single year I see more unhappy players. And players on live are happy. I talked to Mark Leishman today and he said the team aspect is fun, but the coolest part is these people care about us. I mean, (laughs) maybe they do for now because they're trying to get something done. But as soon as they're established, they're going to tell you to jump through hoops and dance like a circus bear for them. They don't get as soon as they're established, they're not going to give a shit. you're You're disposable. Chris Stroud. Well, that's the that's the startup playbook, right? It's right. Like offer. It's like Uber. Offer low cost rides. Uh, put the taxi cabs out of business. Then jack the rates. Everybody's like, "Why is Uber so expensive now? There's no competition. <laughs> They're so nice to us. They're so so wonderful to us. So like until we get all the players over, and then we control the labor because they have contracts. The the tour's biggest mistake is they had no control of their labor, right? And yeah. and you go over there, you're going to be under contract, and then you like you and they're, by they're, definition do not have as much freedom. And they're treating you like I don't know. They're treating you good now, but uh, you know they're not going to give a shit about. They'll treat Brooksy fine. Yeah, they're not, you know what's the you know they've already cut back on the private jets and this that and the other and the caddy payment. But like, yeah, you know, you know who got a you know who got a bag to go over there too, Leishman. Oh, that's right. great. They gave right. me $40 million. Right. Right. Okay. That's Chris Stroud. Honestly, some of the quotes of the year. They don't care about us. No voice. <laughs> Ripped us off. I hope he makes it. I hope he makes it. There is... I honestly... Like, I could not come up with someone. To, who could come up... Who would you come up with if you were trying to think of... Like the poster boy mule, the poster boy mule of a guy that's on tour. Stroud. I was thinking Brian Stewart would maybe be in this realm. You I know, Brian, get a nice- Chris Stroud hasn't won anything but an opposite field event. Remember he had that cup of coffee at, uh, I think it was a P was it a PGA. Maybe he was in contention somewhere for a minute. I think quail hollow. I think he did well at quail hollow. It was like a round on the weekend. Uh, that twenty seventeen, a, a but um, I, I I think Chris Stroud would be it. I I think like he John, would be Jonathan it. Bird. <laughs> yeah, but he's had like a twenty year career at this point. <laughs> One, I I I that 
Ben, ben Crane. <laughs> He's in there. He's in there. It's got to be. It's got to be. You know, sort of a, a very average build, normal name, just total like you know, white bread PGA Tour off the assembly line kind of. Hey, the thing out. is that so many of the mules have have gotten retired recently by the yeah. young young guns. Like I'm looking yeah. through, I'm going through the alphabetical, and there just aren't that many. I mean, they're endangered species, really. <laughs> Chris Stroud was it for I honestly felt like I don't it was think an onion gotta, article I don't, don't, with the I quotes don't. and Stroud being the one that authored them. I think it's I'm Stroud. To, I'm to the letter J now, and I don't think there's one that's better than Stroud. I I think he is. Poster boy. I mean the one Russell Knox was a, like too good at one he point, won? right? Yeah, guys won some stuff. Real stuff. I mean, Kelly Craft is always there. It's <laughs> always, always an option. <laughs> but the, I mean, he won a USAM. He's got like a thing. He's got a he's got a brand, so to speak. Yeah, the problem is a lot of like the future mules just haven't been established long enough, right? Like Stroud's done it for twenty years or fifteen years. If you, were, ah, I can't believe there are all these mules who made thirteen million dollars off the tour that Tiger created, who are going to like shout at him, demand a meeting with the board. And then shit, tell him he's wrong about rollback too. <laughs> you know what? It reminds it's crazy. Me of, reminds me of uh, when Jay had to go down to the PR. <laughs> yeah, like out there to get yelled at by DA like, points. DA points and maybe McGurr or somebody. <sighs> Interesting. I don't think I mean, Tiger like, should uh, be how deferred about Dickie, to. On Dickie a lot Pride. Of how about Dickie Pride? He's on the chance tour now, but. <laughs> I mean, his name's Dickie Pride. I don't know. I think he's, he's memorable for that alone. He's he's kind of a he's not vanilla because his name's Dickie Pride. Um, all right, honestly, I think that I'm does through. It. I'm through S's now, and I don't think I don't think it's getting better. Like it's Stroud, big Stewart shot, Bob Strap. <laughs> I'd, I'd listen to an argument for that. <laughs> I like Bob Streb. I like him too. I think I think he's got enough like awareness to not say things like Stroud well, say. We'll see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, hold on. I want to make one more point about Go. Stroud. <laughs> Real quick, and just Please. this general class of player. Uh huh. Like I think this is the same class of player that's pissed off that PGA Tour U. Ludwig Aberg is on tour sure. fresh out of college. Sure. They're they're the ones that are pissed off about the PGA Tour U spot uh exemption onto the Corn Ferry Tour. These people are doing the same thing to young players that the top players are doing to them. They complain they complain about they're doing the same thing. They're having outsized benefits because they happen to be on P, on the PGA Tour. And they're trying to hold the young players down. They're doing the same thing that they're complaining about the top players doing to them. 30. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I want to like try to see it from their perspective a little bit too. I mean, like Chris Stroud is better at the thing that he does than 99.9% of the people on the planet. And I don't know, I guess you could say he's made 13 million for it, but, but, 
I guess that's how you quickly get a little self-absorbed and, and don't realize some of the good fortune you've had and get mad about certain things. So uh, I, I get sort of the mule frustration when you are that good at golf, but it like also being told you don't matter, you don't drive any value like that. That's got to be kind of frustrating to hear, but I don't know. You make a lot of money. You've made a lot of money. Two final submissions for the for the meals. Yeah. And that we have gotten through the entire alpha list of the tour. Yeah. Von Taylor. <laughs> Ryder Cup Von Taylor. Never mind. He's disqualified that. Right? I think he made the Ryder Cup. Yeah. Michael Thompson. Oh, that's a good one. How you won three M though? He just way more I don't think you can find a better mule than He had Stroud. the beard for a minute. Um yeah, Michael Thompson's in there. Yeah, Stroud, Stroud is it, man. It's he is it for sure. Couldn't believe he was the one given the quotes. Um, okay. I think that does it for the I mean, Tiger, they the pack, the board set policy board sent a note, but didn't say anything. Did you see that? So this anonymous yeah. memo came out, but Friday night there was a long letter to the whole membership, but didn't really offer much in the way of specifics. So that's coming next. That and whatever else happens with the ball, Rom, who knows? All right. I want to enjoy your Monday. Hopefully you're in review. If, if your review comes on Wednesday, that means that Rom hasn't gone anywhere and that the USGA has not made any statements. So it'll be a little bit of good news, a little bit of bad news. Oh. Yeah, we need this December news faucet to shut off, freeze up. All right, everyone enjoy your Mondays. We'll talk to you then. 